Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. up everything medicare podcast nation this is christian brindle wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today thank you so much for taking the time this is episode 184 if you're not familiar with my work every single week me and my company christian brindle insurance services bring you three podcast episodes where we discuss your medicare your medicaid your social security and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement Folks, today I'm going to be bringing you um, kind of an unusual podcast because we've been doing a lot of topics recently about Medicare Advantage, and um, I I didn't really even notice that we were doing so much discussion about it on the podcast as of late until some of you, the audience, brought it to my attention. They're like, why are you doing so much Medicare Advantage-centric content? And the last thing that I ever want to do is paint the picture or paint the narrative that we are biased towards either one side of the coin or the other, because we're not. I've always preached on this platform from day one that we want to make sure that you are looking at both sides of the coin equally, weighing your options, understanding your options, and then making a good informed decision from that point. So because of this, because I didn't want it to come across that way, I decided that today we will be doing an hour-long podcast, an hour-long show all about Medicare supplement plans. Now, we did an episode similar to this. I think it is episode two or three of the show. Let me go back in our archives and actually look. It was not an hour long, though. Um, It's episode two. It's called Medigaps and Medicare Supplements, but that was recorded and broadcasted April 23rd, 2018. So it's still good, still fantastic. It's been very, very popular of an episode. But that being said, I thought it would be good for us to do an updated version of everything to do about Medicare supplements. And some people say, well, how can you talk for an hour just about Medicare supplements? If any of you have been listening to me for some time, do not underestimate me. I can go into detail and I could talk three hours about Medicare supplements if I wanted to. It's one of my favorite all-time topics to talk about on this show. Now, folks, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are so many people out there in the industry that love to paint the narrative that one side of the coin is better than the other. Medicare supplements are better than Medicare Advantage, or you need to be going Medicare supplement every single time. And I've just never been a believer in that. And I've and I've talked about that a lot lately on our Medicare Advantage-centric episodes. But the reverse is true also. There are people out there that think that Medicare Advantage is for everybody. And Medicare Advantage is what every single person should be on. And that's absolute um, malarkey. It's absolute malarkey. Okay, both sides of the coin have their place. You need to be looking at both. 
And that's why we decided to bring out this episode today and just go on and on and on. Okay, so without further ado, let me get this show started. Let's start with the basics of Medicare supplements. Um, If you don't know anything about Medicare supplement plans, you're going to know everything by the end of this show. Um, So essentially, folks, the way it works with Medicare supplements is, you know, you have your Medicare parts A and B from the government, right? You always hear about all these different working parts of Medicare. You have Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, Medicare Part C, Medicare Part D, and it can basically get very overwhelming and discouraging for people. The only parts of Medicare that actually come from the government are Medicare Parts A and Medicare Part B. So let's start with that. I'm going to go into a lot of detail with this stuff because it all does relate to our bottom line Medicare supplements. So you have your Medicare Part A and your Medicare Part B. Um, Medicare Part A has no premium attached to it as long as you've worked in the country for at least 10 years of your life or 40 quarters. Most people have. Um, and assuming that you or your spouse, if you didn't work those credits yourself, let's say you're a stay-at-home wife you know, and your husband was working or vice versa or whatever the, your situation might be, you can draw off of your spouse's Medicare. And similar to drawing off their Social Security benefits, if you will. Um, And essentially, from that point, you can get Medicare Part A in that regard. Now, Medicare Part B, on the other hand, has a premium attached to it. And that premium, as I talked to you today, in 2020, is $144.60 a month. Okay? Now, everybody has to pay that. Everybody on Medicare pays that. The the only exception is if you're on Medicaid or some kind of program like that from your your, your state, and the state pays it for you, you know, and you get Medicaid by being tremendously low income. Um, other than that, you're paying it. I run into people all the time that are drawing off their social security benefits and they're like, well, I never pay that. I never see a bill. And then they come to find out it's coming out of their social security check automatically. It doesn't even show up on a statement in some situations. You are paying that one forty four sixty if you are on Medicare. No, if, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, the only exception to that is if someone else is paying it for you, like a Medicaid. Um, some people have Medicare Advantage plans that reimburse, you know, 80 bucks a month, 70 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, maybe even back into their Social Security check to pay for that Medicare Part B. Those are kind of some of the exceptions. And we did an episode about this. Um, we did an episode about this last week about, you know, some ways that you can, you know, lower the Part B premium or not pay it. And we talked about that. So go back and listen to that episode if you're interested in more about that. But essentially, folks, every other thing you pick up in the Medicare space is picked up through private insurance companies. So that means Medicare supplements. That means Medicare Advantage, also known as Part C. That means Medicare Part D, prescription drug plans. Now, when you in theory, this is typically the way it works when you go Medicare supplement. Medicare Parts A and B both cover different things. But they work together kind of like two pieces of a puzzle and they fit together to provide a person medical coverage. Medicare Part A covers the hospital. And when I say the hospital, I mean the physical hospital that you're in, the walls, the ceiling, the ground, everything along along those lines. It also covers some skilled nursing visits, which is basically like, you know, overnight rehabilitation in a rehab center for up to 100 days. Um, And then it pays for hospice care. And that's Medicare Part A. Now, Medicare Part A with these with these things, like, for example, if you go into the hospital, you have the Medicare Part A deductible that you have to pay, which I believe this year is lingering about $1,400 right up front. And then 
that that's for the first 60 days. And remember, this is the physical hospital. It, it's not it's not including the doctor fees, the anesthesiologist, the IV in your arm, the MRI machine, nothing like that. So please keep that in mind. But essentially, with Medicare Part A, you're paying that deductible. And then if you're still in after 60 days, you're paying, you know, quite a bit per day to be there. Um, for skilled nursing, Medicare pays for the first 20 days. But then after day 20, they charge you a copay per day from days 21 through 100 to stay in that skilled nursing facility. With hospice care, they typically pay 80% of the bill. Now, Medicare Part B, on the other hand, works something like this. Medicare Part B covers all the doctors that you do see in the hospital, all the doctors you don't see, all the doctor fees. Everything else you can think of is covered by Medicare Part B. Medicare Part B, technically speaking, covers what's known as medical expenses. Medical expenses meaning, um, you know, doctors, IVs, MRIs, if they give you an aspirin, I mean, you know, in a, and usually, and then maybe it's 500 bucks for that aspirin or something crazy like that, that is included under the Medicare Part B charges. Now, Part A has its deductibles and things like that, and that's, that's, that's concerning. But Medicare Part B has a small deductible, $198 a year. But essentially, after that, they pay 80% of all those bills that, that, that fall into the Part B jurisdiction, and they leave 20% behind for you to pay. That's a lot of money, potentially. If that bill's $20,000, you're looking at $4,000 out of your own pocket. Um, if that bill is $50,000, you're looking at $10,000, if my math is right out of your own pocket. So that's where the most um, holes and gaps of coverage are left behind. Okay. Essentially though, folks, what we're, what we're really talking about here is um, Medicare that Medicare only covers these cookie cutter medical things, right? Doctors appointments, hospital stays, surgeries, durable medical equipment, blood work, stuff like that. But Medicare doesn't cover prescriptions that you get filled at a pharmacy and you take on your own. You have no coverage there. They don't cover dental, vision, hearing coverages, things like that. They'll cover dental in the event of, you know, let's say you get in a car crash and your teeth get knocked out or, you know, broken or something like that. That would be an example of a medical problem. So Medicare would cover it. It would fall under their jurisdiction. But, But they wouldn't cover a filling. They wouldn't cover a crown. You know, that falls under the dental work department. So same thing with ears. You know, they're not going to pay for hearing aids, but they will pay to help you get treated if your ear's bleeding or something like that, because then it turns into what's known as a medical issue, a medical problem. So you follow me on that? So essentially, folks, the way that a Medicare supplement plan works is the Medicare supplement plan comes through, they're picked up through private insurance companies, depending on where you're listening from, will depend on your price. All 50 states are going to hear me talk about this on this show. In one state, it might be, you know, ballpark $100 a month. In one state, it might be ballpark $200 a month. In one state, it might be ballpark $300 a month. So of course, Medicare supplements are more attractive and appealing in some areas more than others. For example, Florida has very strong Medicare Advantage plans and their Medicare supplements are a little more pricey. So you don't might not see as many people pick them up as you would in maybe, you know, Utah or Colorado or Idaho or something like that, where the Advantage plans are good for the most part, but the Medicare supplement premiums are a lot less expensive. Um, and so that has a lot to do with it as well. 
But basically, you pick up a Medicare supplement plan, also known as a Medigap, two names for the same thing. And this Medicare supplement plan and or Medigap comes through, they pay what Medicare leaves behind. They pay the 20%. They pay the deductibles. Now, there's different kinds of Medicare supplement plans that are put out there, um, and they're basically designed by the government. The government determines what they're going to cover, um, and they're given to private insurance companies to market. And the government names these Medicare supplement plans after letters. So you'll notice that Medicare supplement plans, you have Medicare supplement plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, not to be confused with Medicare part A, part B, part C. You know, I mean, you, you see why people get confused by this, right? Um, but just keep this in mind. A Medicare supplement plan A is not the same thing as part A. There's also Medicare supplement plan F, plan G, plan um, K, plan L, plan N. We're going to talk about every single one of these plans on this episode today. And I'll give you my thoughts. And at the end, I'll give you my top five Medicare supplements in 2020 going forward. At this very moment. But all you need to know at this very moment is that Medicare designs these plans. And they design them as far as how much of what, of the, of what Medicare doesn't pay are they going to pay. What I mean by what they're going to pay, not going to pay, is you know the 20% they leave behind on Medicare Part B. The Medicare Part A deductible, the co-pays, the, the out-of-pocket that comes with having Medicare. I'm not talking about things that Medicare doesn't cover. Medicare supplements typically are not going to pay for things that Medicare doesn't cover. The rule with a Medicare supplement plan is very, very simple, folks. If Medicare pays first, the supplement will pay afterward. If Medicare doesn't pay for something, neither will the supplement. It's a copycat insurance. It is your traditional secondary insurance. It will only cover things Medicare covers, and you can kind of look think of it as an 80-20 split. Medicare pays 80% of the bill, the supplement pays 20% of the bill, and they typically are designed to work together to make it to where the person on the plan has no out-of-pocket or very little out-of-pocket depending on the supplement plan. Like I said, some supplement plans pay more of what Medicare leaves behind than others. So it's not necessarily by any means a blanket statement of any kind. Um, there are some supplement plans that don't cover all that much. There's some supplement plans that cover a bunch, right? This is not something that's new. They're not every supplement plan is created equal. But essentially what you do need to understand right off the bat is because since these plans are designed by Medicare, Medicare determines what the benefits are going to be. They give them to the private insurance company, which means Medicare supplement plans are standardized. Each, each insurance company takes the Medicare supplement plans as they are. They have no say on what the coverage is going to be. The only thing they do get to decide is the price and also the rate increases, which we'll talk about a little bit later. We've, done, we've talked about all this stuff on the show, but this is just going to be one big honking episode for you that have been asking me about Medicare supplement plans. I just wanted you to know that I have been listening. I've been paying attention, and I have no intention of leaving out any topics that you want to hear. You ask for Medicare supplements, I'm giving you Medicare supplements, an hour's worth of Medicare supplements. I've gotten a lot of emails about this lately, folks. This is why I'm doing this. I'm answering the call. I'm, 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 I'm springing to action for you, my audience. And this is what we do. This is what we do. Um, 
So basically, with a Medicare supplement plan, Medicare pays first, supplement plans, plan pays afterward, right? But that doesn't that doesn't that that solves the 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 tremendous medical out of pocket that can be that can that can come with having Medicare. That solves that problem, but it does not solve the prescription drug problem. It does not solve the dental, vision, and hearing problem. So typically, what I'll see is people will pick up what's known as Medicare Part D plans when they go on Medicare supplements. Medicare Part D plans are also plans you pick up through a private insurance company. And D stands for drugs. That's an easy way to remember it. Medicare Part D is just basically drug plans. Prescription drug plans, also known as PDPs for short, as they're, as they're commonly referred to in the industry. And essentially, you pick them up through a private insurance company. And depending on what you need, they could cost anywhere between 10 bucks a month to 60, 70 to 80, depending on your state, your market, and what you need. And they basically cover prescriptions. But you pick that up separately from your Medicare supplement plan. When you go with a supplement plan, you're purchasing several different policies separately. They're not like Medicare Advantage plans where you, everything comes in one package, one plan. You have to get everything separately. And there's advantages to doing this and there's disadvantages to doing this, which we will talk about as this episode goes on. But you have, to, you have a drug plan. You have to purchase the drug plan. Even if you don't take any medications, I highly recommend it because the government penalizes you for not having this drug plan if you ever choose to take one later. But that's, an, that's, a, that's, a, that's a topic for another day, and it's a topic we've done countless episodes on. If someone wants a dental vision hearing plan or dental vision hearing coverage, that has to be picked up separately as well. Depending on where you are, it could be anywhere between 25 bucks a month to maybe 50 It really just depends on what you want and your market and what's available. But those plans are picked up separately, and that's what comes with the territory of going the route of Medicare supplement. Everything is purchased separately. So essentially, you have your Medicare as your primary insurance. You're paying the 144 for Part B. Um, you, pay, you have a Medicare supplement plan through a private insurance company. We'll say XYZ insurance company. You're paying whatever it costs in your market. It's going to vary widely everywhere. You're paying a premium for the drug plan, which that premium is going to depend on what you need and what's available in your market. And you're paying an, a fourth premium for your dental vision hearing plan. A lot of people actually like to pick up cancer insurance as well, but that's a topic we've done a lot of episodes about recently. I'm not going to get into that today. But like I said, these plans are standardized. Every single insurance company offers the same plan. And we talked about how these plans are named after letters. A plan um, N, for example, or a plan G or a plan D, for example, is going to be the same with one insurance company as with every other insurance company. Their coverage will be identical with every single company on that particular plan. The government determines what the benefits are going to be, not the insurance companies. you got to get this. But the, the insurance company is going to determine, you remember what I said earlier? The price and how much the price will increase in years to come. That is basically, you know, how the Medicare supplement plans work. Now, what about the different kinds of Medicare supplement plans? What about Plan G, Plan N, Plan F, Plan K, Plan L, whatever? What about them? What do they look like? What's the coverage look like? Which one's the best? Well, at the very end of this episode, I'm going to go through my my top five Medicare supplement plans, in my personal opinion, which we have a YouTube video up on our YouTube channel 
about that very thing, but I'm going to unveil my list on, on um, this show today and kind of give you my thoughts on that. Um, but I love talking Medicare supplements, folks. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, and I think that Medicare supplements, the positives of them is they're the best medical coverage money can buy. Because you have full medical coverage, if not very close to full med- medical coverage, depending on the plan you pick up, and no matter if you're healthy, sick, or in between, having that peace of mind is never a bad thing because you can't get screwed over on a Medicare supplement. You just can't. You, you, you just can't. You're protected in the event of any given situation. And that's why I like them so much and I like talking about them so much. I have to take a quick break, folks. Hear from a sponsor. I'll be back in segment two and we will dive into the different types of Medicare supplement plans. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me through that uh, break, that sponsor break. Let's get back into Medicare supplements. So, folks, there is something in our livelihood, and there is something in our society that values paying low prices. We value saving a dollar, and not to say that we shouldn't. That's not the message I'm trying to portray here, but there's an obsession with saving a dollar. But when that obsession with saving a dollar overlaps with lack and of quality on what you're getting, people usually come back down to earth. This is why Walmart is a Walmart has good prices typically for a lot of things. They're universally looked at as having good prices for a lot of things. But dollar dollar stores have better prices, yet more people shop at Walmart than dollars than dollar stores. Places like All a Dollar, if they're still around, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, wherever whatever is available where you live. And it's because there's a perception that there's a downgrade in quality at what you're getting at the dollar store opposed to Walmart. And in my opinion, I think that there is. You know, my I um I remember, you know, my 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 wife's mother, who, you know, I have we have kind of a rocky relationship with. My my wife does and I do. Um she's she's not the easiest person to deal with, but one thing that she was very, very critical of me of, you know, a, f- a few years ago is that I would buy stuff at Walmart and pay ten dollars for something that I could get at a dollar store for a dollar or two. And so one time I, I went with her to this dollar store and I picked up a couple of bathroom supplies and picked up a plunger, that kind of stuff. And it was crap. It broke. It fell apart. I did not care. I threw it out because it broke. Couldn't, didn't work anymore. Broke within a week. Um, everything that I bought. And I went and bought the stuff that I liked. The good quality stuff lasts for years. So we all like to save a buck. We all like to save money. I don't think there's anybody that's listening to this that doesn't like to save money. It's a good feeling, right? But as soon as that feeling overlaps with not getting the quality that you feel like you deserve or desire, that's when the overlap becomes a problem. Medicare supplement plans, there's typically two reactions to them. 
the first reaction is that's a lot more money than Medicare Advantage. The second reaction is, oh, but it's fantastic coverage. Once they see the coverage, most people are at least intrigued by it. They at least consider it. And that's basically what we're looking at with Medicare supplement plans. It costs more than Medicare Advantage. It always will. It always has. But it's a matter of getting what you pay for. You're getting the top-notch coverage that you're paying for. Not in the prescription coverage, not in the dental vision hearing. That's probably going to be, you know, maybe be a draw um, on one side of the coin to the other because the drug plans that come with Medicare supplement plans that you pick up, the Part D plans, and the drug coverage that comes with the Medicare Advantage plan is probably, it, it, gov- it goes by the same guidelines and rules and regulations. Um, so the coverage is going to be, for the most part, a wash in that tip in particular um, department. It's the medical coverage that we have differences on. With a Medicare Advantage plan, as I'm sure you know, there's copays. There's copays for most things that you use it for. Whereas with Medicare Supplement, there is not. You pay more premium for it, though. But you do get what you pay for. Medicare Supplement plans have a couple of characteristics that I believe are advantages. And then I do think there are some disadvantages Medicare su- for, for Medicare Supplement plans. The, let's talk about the pros first. The first thing that's a positive about a Medicare supplement plan is this. There are no networks of hospitals and doctors. That's right. No networks of hospitals and doctors. As long as the doctor takes Medicare first, original Medicare, they will also take your Medicare supplement plan regardless of who it's through. As long as you don't get a Medicare supplement select plan, which very few companies offer. And I did an episode about that in the last couple weeks. But as long as they take your... As long as they take Medicare, they will also take your Medicare supplement. It doesn't matter who the insurance company's through. Nowadays, 98% of doctors, maybe even 99%, depending on your source, take Medicare nationwide. Nationwide. Which means it's very mobile, very portable. You can go on a road trip in the country and you're going to get coverage. You just are. You're going to get covered the same in all 50 states as you do in your home state. Now, that is valuable. If there's one thing that people complain more about Medicare Advantage than anything, it's lack of network availability. That's not the problem. It's not a problem with all Medicare Advantage plans, but it is a stereotype. You don't have that problem with Medicare supplements, so there's no networks. The second thing that I believe is a positive is the coverage on a Medicare supplement will never change. Most employer plans, Obamacare plans, Medicare Advantage plans will change and tweak their benefits from year to year. Sometimes they'll get better, sometimes they'll get worse, but it is something that the policyholder needs to keep up on because if they don't, it could be a couple years down the road, their plan looks nothing like it did when they first picked it up and it's no longer the best thing for them anymore. With Medicare supplements, that's not really as necessary. And the reason for that is because the coverage doesn't change. It's the same in 20 years as the day you pick it up. Sorry, folks. Had to plug in the the system. It's running low on battery. Um, Didn't want us to get cut off here. So it's, it's the coverage doesn't change. That's number two. Number three is it's what's known as guaranteed renewable. And this is more important and not talked about enough, I feel. 
Guaranteed renewable means that a Medicare supplement company can never cancel your benefits. The only exception is if you don't pay your premium. And if you're a Medicare supplement company, because this is a question I get a lot, goes bankrupt, let's say, you're able to pick up a new Medicare supplement plan without any health questions or underwriting. Pretty cool, right? So there's really no situation where you can lose your coverage. Medicare Advantage plans can pull their whole plan out of your county and cancel everybody. Now, you'll be able to go get another plan, or you can get a, you can get certain Medicare supplement plans through what's known with guaranteed issue, but they can do that, and it's inconvenient, and you have to learn all about a new plan. Whereas with Medicare supplements, they're never going to cancel you. They're guaranteed renewable. That's number three. Number four is they're the best medical coverage money can buy. The most popular Medicare supplement plans today are Plan G's and Plan N's, which we will talk about them. I guarantee you, I promise we'll get to them. But with a Plan G, it covers everything that Medicare does not cover except for the Medicare Part B deductible. Now, the Medicare Part B deductible is $198 a year, one time per year. And that's the only medical out-of-pocket you pay. As long as Medicare pays for something, they're going to pay for it after. And I mean, there are some things that Medicare doesn't pay for, like Medicare doesn't cover podiatrist visits for foot doctors. Medicare doesn't cover eye exams like we talked about. Believe it or not, after your first year, Medicare doesn't cover a physical. Bet you didn't know that. Medicare doesn't cover a physical. They will in your first 12 months. They call you, you're welcome to Medicare physical. But... After that, they won't pay for it anymore. They will pay for something known as a wellness visit, but it's a less detailed physical. They don't check as many things. It's not the same thing. So neither neither will the Medicare supplement. But as long as it's something Medicare covers, surgeries, not elective surgery, of course, but medically necessary surgeries, doctor's appointments, um, durable medical equipment like wheelchairs, oxygen tanks, things like that, crutches, canes, um, CPAP machines, hospital stays, those kind of things, the Medicare supplement plan with a plan G will come through and pay it all. And the only out of pocket that you're left behind is the $198 a year. I had a client of mine here in Utah, and I tell this story quite often because I do think it's pretty relevant and pretty eye-opening. Um, her and her husband both turned 65 a couple years ago. They, they, they turned 65 within a year of each other. And they run a clock business, grandfather clock business in Utah, where I live. And it's the it's the coolest thing when you go to their house because they have all these interesting, you know, grandfather clocks and clocks all over the place. They run this clock business. Um, she turned 65 first, and then the next year he turned 65. And she elected to go Medicare supplement. We got her with a really good company here in Utah. Um, we did a plan G for her. We got her with a company that's gonna have low rate increases, and this is gonna be vital. We'll talk about this later. Um And she had, in her first year being on Medicare, $150,000 of medical bills. $150,000. Yikes. She had a bad year, her first year. She had some problems. She's doing much better now, thankfully, but that first year, she had some problems. And I remember, you know, she was going through her statement the year after that. And she calls me up, and she goes, Christian... I was going through my statements, 
I had $150,000 of medical bills last year. And I was going through just to see what I paid. And it was exactly like you said it would be. I paid the $198 and they paid the rest, Medicare and my Medicare supplement. Um, I'm just floored. I just am amazed. And I'm so grateful that I have this coverage. She could not believe it. They are the best medical coverage money can buy. There's no limit to how much they'll pay out. You are protected. And protected very, very well. So that's the number four thing, is the best medical coverage money can buy. Now, what's the bad things about Medicare supplements? Well, the bad things are, they they cost more premium than Medicare Advantage, they just do. So sometimes it's harder for a person that's very healthy, maybe they don't take many medications, if any, maybe they don't go to the doctor, but once a year, if that, it's hard for a person like that to wrap their head around paying the Part B premium, the Medicare supplement premium, the drug plan premium, and a dental plan premium if you want a dental plan, when they could get all of that coverage with Medicare Advantage plan, and it's not as good of coverage, but for what they need, it fits. It's hard for that kind of person to wrap their head around it. So it does cost quite a bit more than Medicare Advantage in most areas. The other negative is it is confusing for the average person. Because, I mean, if you've been listening to this, there's a lot that goes into this, right? There's a lot of working parts. And for everybody, it's the same amount of keeping track of things. It's the same amount of bullshit a little bit. You have to keep track of four plans, basically, if you think about it. Your A and your B is its own plan. Your Medicare supplement is its own plan. They're all separate from one another. Your drug plan is its own plan. Your dental plan is its own plan if you pick up the dental plan. They're different premiums. They're all coming out of your bank account on a different day. And if you're just electing to pay the bill and send the premium in, you have to remember to pay four different premiums. For some people that are healthy, that, 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 that's hard for them to wrap their head around. It's more expensive. It is more confusing, in my personal opinion. But once they get used to it, I don't think that it's confusing. But I do think it can have quite a bit of an adjustment period. And I've seen this with my own clients, folks. I've seen this with my own clients and customers. Absolutely. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Now, that being said, I think that, you know, and and I've done an episode about this before, you know, every time we do an interview on this show and we bring somebody on and I question them about, you know, whether they lean more towards Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage, of course, I always preface my comments by saying, no situation's right for every single person, blah, blah, blah. But if you had to lean one way or the other, which way would you lean? And I'd say nine out of 10 people that have been guests on this show lean Medicare supplement because like I said at the beginning, you can never be screwed over on a Medicare supplement plan. Never. It's impossible. It cannot happen. Because if you're healthy, you're taken care of. The premium's not going to bankrupt you. It's not that much. I mean, maybe for some people it could, I suppose, but it's not like, it's probably cheaper than most health insurance. Let me put it that way. It's more expensive than Medicare Advantage, but it's probably cheaper than a lot of health insurances out there at the same time. If you're sick, you're taken care of. If you have health problems, you're taken care of. If you're healthy, you're taken care of. There's no situation where you can be screwed over on a Medicare supplement plan. And so I did an episode where I answered the question myself right around open enrollment period time last year, and I said that I lean towards Medicare supplements. That being said, I understand that there's a lot of people that need Medicare Advantage, and we do a lot of Medicare Advantage for a lot of our clients because it's what's best for them. But if I had to pick gun to my head, one or the other, 
I'd pick Medicare supplement because no matter what the person's situation is, they're going to be taken care of. And that's important to me. That's huge. If I was turning 65 tomorrow, which I'm not, I'll be 28 years old this summer. But if I was turning 65, I would pick Medicare supplement for myself, even if I was healthy. Because I like that peace of mind. I enjoy knowing that I have good coverage. Because even if you're healthy today, with a snap of the fingers, it could be gone tomorrow. And I know we don't want to think that way. I know that kind of puts us in a negative mindset a little bit. But that being said, it's a realistic possibility. When I put life insurance on myself, I have to envision a a, a world where I'm not here anymore. And my family has to take, you know, trudge on without me. It's not something I want to think about, but I have to think about it like that to properly prepare for the worst case scenario. You prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And that's all we can do in this life. Insurance is the ultimate tool to help us do that efficiently and effectively. And that's why I'm, I'm such a Medicare supplement fan but I don't. I wouldn't call myself a biased person because I'm very much a fan of Medicare Advantage too. I think they both have their place for plenty of people, and I think that's obvious. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind on that particular point. Now, another thing I wanted to mention. Oh, there's another thing that I wanted to add to the bad list: Medicare supplements. I'm sorry, folks. Let me rewind for a second here. The one thing that I did not mention on the on the con list, the bad the bad things about Medicare supplements is the prices typically go up every year as you get older. It's it's once in a blue moon you'll see a carrier not have a rate increase in a year, but for the most part they're going to go up in price every single year as you get older. They all do it. There's no way around it. So the prices continue to rise. So let's say your Medicare supplement plan is 150 bucks a month when you turn 65. It's going to keep going up every single year as you get older with any insurance company does not matter. If you're lucky, you'll have one company that doesn't have a rate increase in 10 years. But the next year could be huge. Now, how high are these rate increases? That's always the next question. Well, the rate increases are determined by a couple of different things. Medicare supplements raise their prices for a couple of different reasons. I'll mention the top three. Number one is age. As you get older, Statistically speaking, the insurance company determines it's going to cost them more to cover you. So they raise the price for age. The second thing is inflation. Every single day, our dollar goes down in value more and more. That's just part of economics. Which means the cost of medical care is going to continue to rise just like everything else rises. How many of you, how many of you have heard, you know, in my day we could get a loaf of bread for a nickel? And now it's, you know, what, five bucks, six, seven, eight bucks, depending on what kind you're getting. Thank inflation for that. The value of the dollar going down, so, which means the cost of medical care rises. It costs the insurance company more to take care of you. They raise the rates for that reason. The third reason I'll give you is community rate increase. What, a, what community rate increase is, is it's based on the average of claims of every other person that's on that plan with you with that particular insurance company. This is probably vital, and this is the thing that you can control the most as far as making an an informed decision on a Medicare supplement plan. The community rate increase 
is based on the average of claims. So I'll give you, I'll get, I'll paint a picture for you. Let's say you and a hundred other people are on a plan with, with, with a certain insurance company. doesn't matter who, but you get the idea. Now, typically there's going to be more than a hundred people on the plan. I would hope that's a very small, (laughs) um, you know, amount of people, but you kind of get the gist. Let's say 80 of those people are incredibly healthy and they never use their plan in a year. They're doing great. But the remaining 20 people, let's say they have chronic health problems, kidney disease, chemotherapy, you name it, MS, all just, all just, just horribly awful chronic diseases, and they cost the insurance company a bunch of money. The insurance company pays out a bunch of claims. The community rate increase is basically they take every single person on the plan, they average the claims together, and everyone gets a rate increase based on that. So even if you don't use your plan, your rate increase is not based on your usage. It's based on the average use of everyone else that's on the plan with you. See how that works? So if you can help it, you want to get involved into, into groups, basically. Blocks of business is what we call them that have younger people on them if you can help it. Typically, Plan Gs and Ns have younger people on them because the plans did not come into the market until about 2010. Plans like Plan F have been in the market for a much longer time, 1992 to be be specific. Now, there are new blocks of Plan F coming out. Those might be a little safer, but I don't think they are long-term. I have to take one more break, folks, um, hear from one more sponsor, and then we'll talk about the different plans and which ones I recommend in my top five. Don't go anywhere. All righty, folks, segment three of three, we're getting into the end game here. If you made it this far through, you really want to know about Medicare supplements. I appreciate you sticking with me all the way to the end. Um, I could literally do probably a 20-hour show about this, but I'd probably be pretty boring and pretty dead by the end of it. Um, there's so much information to cover, and I'm, and I'm packing as much information as I can into an hour for you. This episode will be looked back on years from now as probably the best episode we've ever done on this podcast because I'm laying it all out there for you. I'm giving you the tools to make a good decision. We've talked about how Medicare supplements work. We talk about what they do. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything else in between. Now let's talk about what plans exist. So while I'm while we're talking about that, let me quickly pull up a chart so I can go through them one at a time. And um, you won't be able to see my chart, of course, because most of you are listening and the people on YouTube won't be able to either. But if you're ever curious about what different plans exist, just Google Medicare Supplement Chart 2020, and there's never-ending lists of them out there. Um, they're just all over the place. So basically, folks, let's start with two plans that were grandfathered in starting January 1st of this year, 2020, and that would be your plans F and C. Plans F and C have been available since 1992. They've been around a very long time, particularly plan F was very, very popular. Plan C paid for everything that Medicare didn't pay for except for something um, known as Part B excess charges. 
Part B excess charges is basically like if the doctor has anything extra they want to tack on on top of the bill, you don't see it very often. But that was the only thing that Medicare Plan C, um, Medicare Supplement Plan C did not pay for. Medicare Supplement Plan F paid for everything that Medicare left behind. It's the only one. Um, and it was immensely popular for t- two decades, for 20 years. The popularity started to kind of die down a little bit in 2012, 2013, because for a Medicare supplement plan to be around for that long, essentially what it means is there's a ton of people on the plan. A ton of people have been the plan- on the plan for ver- a long time. And typically, statistically speaking, the older a person gets, a, m- a majority of them, the more health problems they're going to develop over time. And it was causing the prices of the Plan Fs to be very inflated. They were getting very expensive, not to mention that the rate increases were getting very high. The rate increases were probably anywhere between 10 to 15% for a lot of carriers. Some maybe even more. Doesn't mean everybody though. Some of the really big fish companies that have enough of you know a block of business to spread risk around, they were still able to keep the rate increases probably under 10%, but there's very few and far between on the Plan Fs for that. So plan F and plan C, the rules with them are this. This was this this has to do with the macro bill that passed in Congress in 2015 that took effect January 1st of 2020. In a nutshell, if you became if you become eligible for Medicare January 1st or after of 2020, you do not have the option of purchasing a plan F or a plan C. If you were eligible for Medicare before 2020, you will still be able to purchase a plan F or plan C if you so choose to. But I wouldn't recommend it. Because they're just not sustainable long term. I mean, there's less new, younger people coming into them because, you know, the, the newly eligible people on Medicare can't come onto the plan with you. And like I mentioned in the last segment, keeping your rate increases has everything to down as much as possible, has everything to do with you getting involved in a block of business with young, healthy people, if you can help it. And you're just not going to have that long-term with a plan F or a plan C. Plan C was never that popular. Plan F was the main one that I'm talking about here. So it's not a huge loss in my personal opinion. Now, every single person that had a plan C or a plan F was not canceled. They were able to keep their plan. It just has more to do with new people enrolling into the plan that they were grandfathering them in. So that's plan F and that is plan C. You have plans like plan A and plan B, um, which basically they don't help pay anything in the skilled nursing. Plan A doesn't cover the Medicare Part A deductible, the Medicare Part B deductible. Um, It does pay the Medicare Part A co-insurances, does pay the Medicare Part B co-insurance, so it pays for some things, but it just leaves too much behind for it to really be valuable. I think that the purpose of picking up a Medicare supplement is having great coverage and having a majority of things paid for. If you're not getting that, it's not worth it. You're better off with an Advantage plan probably. I mean, because you're going to be paying a lot more premium for a plan A or a plan B than you will be with an Advantage plan. Um, Plan B pays the Part A deductible, but it still leaves too much behind. It's just not, nobody gets that plan. Plan D, I always thought was a very attractive plan. It pays everything except for the Medicare Part B deductible of $198 a year, same as a G. But it, it also doesn't pay for Medicare Part B excess charges, which like I mentioned, isn't charged very often. So I thought I always thought that was a very good plan, but that being said, you're just not seeing that many insurance companies offer it. I think if more companies started rolling out new blocks of business for Plan Ds, you'd see you see them kind of have a surge and a little bit more of a comeback. We'll see what happens. We talked about Plan F. We talked about Plan G. Plans K and L 
are interesting. They cover the Medicare um, Part B coinsurance. They cover the Medicare Part A hospice care. They cover skilled nursing. They cover the Medicare Part A deductible. But they only pay 50% of what Medicare leaves behind on Plan K, and Plan L pays 75%. And, and they have max out of pockets. They're just kind of weird. Um, I've never been a fan of either plan. Plan M's a little better, but it, it leaves behind. It only pays half of the Part A deductible. It doesn't pay the Part B deductible, and it doesn't pay the Part B excess charges. Um and it does pay for the it does pay for everything else, but I just don't think it's better than a G or an N. Um, a plan N um, leaves the Medicare Part B deductible behind the hundred ninety eight dollars a year. It doesn't pay for Part B excess charges, but I'll say it one more time: it's not charged very often. I don't think I've ever seen it happen. But plan N also comes with two copays, an up to twenty dollar doctor copay. It could be less. $20 up, but up to $20 doctor copay every time you see the doctor and a $50 emergency room copay. So you have more to pay. The The whole thing with plan N is it's a, in some markets, it's a lot less premium than a plan G. Some areas it's not too much less, but it is cheaper than a plan G. Gives you good coverage. It's a nice alternative. The problem with plan N is if you're in a situation that you're going to the doctor a lot, or you, you become in a situation where you're going to the doctor a lot, you're going to make up the difference in premium very, very quickly. I have clients of mine that go to see doctors once a week, different kind of specialists and things like that. So $20 a pop would equivalate. If you just see one doctor a week, that's 80 bucks a month. That's not going to be everybody, but there are a lot of those out there. And those are the different Medicare supplement plans. I mean, I'd say probably 99% of every single person enrolling into a Medicare supplement today is either enrolling into Plan G or Plan N. Those are the main two. Those are the, those are the flagship plans, if you will. Um, plan G, starting this year, also due to the macro bill, started accepting certain people in certain situations in the form of guaranteed issue. What guaranteed issue means if someone's canceled on something like an Advantage plan or a retiree plan, they're able to enroll in a guaranteed issue plan with no health questions, no underwriting. Plan F did this for a long time. It had a lot to do with why the plans became so inflated. But it's not exactly the same situation, um, and it's going to take a long time for this to really take its effect. But long-term, Plan G might start having higher rate increases going forward. I don't think it's going to be as bad as Plan um, Plan F has been, but I do think long-term you might see a little bit higher rate increases with a G than an, than an N. That being said, I think if your health... Um, I think if your health deteriorates for the worse, which is the point of a Medicare supplement, it's to protect, you know, you in any given situation, you're better off with a G because you don't have to pay those doctor copays every time. I'm sorry. Let's say you save 30 bucks a month from a, from, from a G to an N. Sounds good on paper, right? Let's say an N's 90 bucks a month and a G's 120 bucks a month in your market, depending on where you live. Could be a lot more. It just depends. But that's two doctor visits. Two doctor visits, and you're in the red if you're paying 20 bucks a pop. I know, I know, I know the plan and advocates will say, it's up to $20. It could be less, but let's just take it at face value, worst case scenario. A lot of times, if you see a specialist, it's probably going to be 20 bucks. So those kind of situations do exist. Now, I'm not saying plan G's for everybody because it's definitely not. I think some people need plan N and some people need plan G. They're both very good plans. But if I was going to give you my list, 
my list goes something like this. I think Plan G is still number one for the time being, in my opinion, but I think it's very close. I think you could say Plan G is number 1A and Plan N is, is 1B. They're right there. But I would put Plan N at number two just because it, it, there, there's more risk. And the whole point of a Medicare supplement is to make sure that there's as little risk as possible. As little risk as possible. Number three on that chart um, is I would put Plan D um, because I do think in some areas that they have some companies that are offering them, there, it's a nice plan. It's basically the same thing as a Plan G except for they don't pay excess charges, which the chances of you running into a doctor that's going to charge your excess charges is very slim if you think about it. So I'd put plan D number three. Number four, I'd say plan F because it's full coverage and most of the other Medicare supplement plans are not worth a, th- uh, not, you know, they're not worth a thing, <laughs> my personal opinion. Um, number five, is just because there's not a whole lot of plans to pick from, I would probably pick Plan M because it does give you good amounts of coverage. It does give you some kind of sustainability. Um, and I'd say it's the fifth best Medicare supplement. So to fresh, Plan G is number one. Plan N is number two. Plan D is number three. Plan F is number four. And Plan M is number five. Those are my top five Medicare supplement plans it, that could be different in 2021 and might go into the first place. Like I said, it's very close. They're right there. They're neck and neck. But I believe you're better off with a plan G than a plan N just because given the worst case scenario, you're going to be covered better on a G. There's only one thing you pay, and that's that Medicare Part B deductible. Now, folks, let's close this out by talking about how can you keep your rate increases low. Well, simply put, you want to work with big companies. Big companies are able to keep the rate increases lower than small companies. I did an episode a little while back, if you, and you, if you wanted more information on this and more in-depth description of this, go back and listen to the episode that we called How to Avoid an Ankle Biter. I think that's what it's called. I'll see if I can find <coughs> which episode that was. Bear with me here while I talk to y'all. Kind of go through our library and see if I can remember what episode that is. When we do 184 episodes, which is what episode number this is right now, you kind of lose track of which episode was what. You know, I mean, I don't remember everything I've said on the show. I don't remember everything. You know, I don't have, you know, a photographic memory or anything like that. Let me see if I can find it. How to spot an ankle biter. Da, 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 da. That's what I, I, I want to tell you exactly which episode number it is. Can't be too far down the line. We've done uh, so many shows. This is absolutely crazy. Let's see, did I skip it? I must have. Hmm. I wonder where it went. There's you know that you know we have too many episodes when I can't even find one particular episode. Um Bear with me here folks, bear with me. I will if I can't find it in the next couple of seconds here, I'll just give up. <laughs> I'm sure it's right in front of my face. Yeah, I can't. Oh, there, there it was. There it was. There it was. 
It was, it, oh, it was back in September. I thought it was more recent than that. Episode 97, How to Spot an Ankle Biter. 97. So go back and listen to that if you want to know. But basically, in a nutshell, working with big companies that you know is usually a good thing because the rate increases based on the community rate increase or how well can that insurance company spread risk around. Bigger companies that have more customers and more members can spread the risk around better. A couple people with a lot of health problems are not going to cause them as much grief as financially, and they won't have the need to raise the prices as much as a smaller company will. An ankle biter is a term that means small, obscure insurance companies that are probably not as well known, throwing out lower prices than everybody else. Because remember, all the plans are the same, just the prices are different. So they throw out the lowest prices of anybody. They reel in some people just by doing that that are just trying to get the best deal. And then they go up huge percentage-wise in year two, three, four, five. You don't want to do that. The other thing with Medicare supplements that's vitally important to know is if when you first turn 65 and get onto Medicare, you're given an open window where you can get any Medicare supplement plan you want, no health questions and no underwriting. But if down the road you want to change that Medicare supplement plan, you then have to go through health questions and underwriting with a new company to determine if they'll take you. If you get sick enough, you might get stuck on that Medicare supplement policy that you picked right up front that you were trying to just save a buck on. And they're hammering you on rate increases year after year after year after year, and you're stuck there. We don't want that type of situation in any sense of the word. But yeah, folks, you're going to be better off, in my personal opinion, by sticking with bigger, well-named, you know, big name, brand name companies. We'll call them blue chips. Blue chips. If you're if you're familiar with the stock market. There's things known as blue chip stocks, which basically means you have a very little chance of losing any money on because they're such big name, well-known companies. Um, they're very low risk. Certain insurance companies, in my opinion, I would call blue chip insurance companies for Medicare supplements. I can't say any names, um, but if you recognize the name and it's, a, and it's a name you've heard again and again and again and again and again, you have family members on it, all that kind of stuff, those are, but those are probably blue chip insurance companies. If it's a company that you're like, who the hell's that? You know, like Galaxy Life Insurance, that's not a real company. I'm just throwing out some weird name because some of them have weird names. That should be an indicator that they might be an ankle biter. So you don't just want to get the lowest price. You want a good price. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to pay the highest price possible because those exist as well. But you want to make sure you're going for a good price, a reasonable price, but with a good quality insurance company. So that way they can keep their rate increases low long term, over the long haul. Folks, this episode has been a blast. I very much enjoyed this. And I hope that you did too. Um, An hour-long conversation all about Medicare supplements. There's nothing that I can think of that's better. Um, And I hope this, you know, is kind of what you folks were looking for to everybody that was, you know, requesting that I do some more content about Medicare supplements. I'm I'm always happy to do it. Um, And, you know, you're welcome to shoot me an email and request a certain topic. And if we get enough requests on a certain topic, I'm always happy to talk about that topic. My email address is christianb at xmission.com. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-B as in boy at X-X, like x-ray, M-I-S-S-I-O-N, excuse me, mission.com. christianb at xmission.com. And as always, folks, you know, we are licensed to do business and work with you and do Medicare supplement plans in 10 states. Those 10 states would be Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, 
Texas, Virginia, South Carolina, and Florida. Again, that's Utah, Idaho, um, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, Texas, Virginia, South Carolina, and Florida. And if you're in one of those 10 states and you'd like to talk to me about a Medicare supplement plan and see what's available in your area and what's the best option for you going forward, it would be my absolute pleasure. We work with all of the biggest insurance companies available in the industry, so we can shop the options and find you your best possible fit based on your specific needs and preferences long-term. As always, folks, don't forget, um, if this is your first time listening to us, I I really am just excited if it is because you you chose to get on board and, and listen on a great episode. I think this is one of the best episodes we've ever done. Um, But make sure to go head over to Amazon and pick up one of my books. My newest book is called The Insurance Funnel, Nine Simple Tests Every Single Policy Must Pass Before Being Worthy of Purchase. Um, Newest book on Amazon right now. And then, of course, there's Medicare Guidance Picking the Plan for You, both of which can be found on Amazon. Just search Christian Brindle, B-R-I-N-D-L-E, and you'll find my books. I've written several. Folks, thank you so much for for taking time with me today. Um, I really, really hope you're safe. I hope that you know um, you're not getting too much cabin fever for everybody that's staying at home much. Um, this is a crazy time. We've never seen anything like this in in any of our lifetimes. I really do believe that. And um, thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for spending so much time with me and getting all the way to the end. Um, we care about you folks, and um, we really appreciate you listening and taking the time. If if you're listening to us on a podcast platform that allows you to do so, particularly Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Podcasts, please do us a favor and drop us a five-star review. It helps us reach more people just like you that need to hear this valuable information that you're just not going to find with a Google search, unfortunately. There's so much good information out there, but there's even more bad information. We try to put out as much good information as possible. And we hope you folks um, got a lot out of this episode. Until next time, we'll be back on Saturday. Take care.